Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. If you're wondering what that sound of dread and foreboding is that has just launched itself into your life through your radio on the Odyssey app, courtesy of whatever remarkable and wise affiliate has broadcast us to you. Hey, Bill Ryder with you. Let me tell you, it's Tom. It's Pretty Daddy. And he's not just back. He's back with what's going to be for him a painful bang. I didn't do it. He did it. It's a double hump day rut row edition for the executive producer of the show because he, he dug up <laughs> some producing he did a couple years ago, which we put in a segment we like to call Rom-Com Tom. It should just be called Let's Leave That Buried. But that's, you know what, we can rebrand it later. That's in about 20 minutes. I promise you don't want to miss it. And he went ahead and booked my friend, not his friend, not our friend, my friend, Ephraim Salam, former longtime NFL player. And if you listen to the show sometimes, you might be thinking, wait, Bill, weren't you and E supposed to go to a Rams-Bears game recently and take your, your three combined children? I have a son. He's got two sons. Do it for the kids, Tom. And Tom said he'd get the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And Ephraim's not happy and has expressed his lack of, of joy about Tom toward Tom. He may be pretty daddy to me and you, but he's pretty badly. No, whatever. To E, I'm, I'm work. It's a work. It's a jazz Wednesday. We're gonna workshop some stuff. What's up? Good morning. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. Twitter for me, sports writer, sports R E I T E R. For Tommy, it's at Pretty Daddy CBS. He has yet to change his uh, avatar on there to a frowny face. He probably should. I gotta change mine. I I, I did put a new one on there to honor the late. Bobby Knight, who passed away last week. I was not on the air when that happened. It is a, one of my favorite photos from my writing days. I am earnestly at a laptop working at an NCAA game, March Madness game, and there is Bob Knight eating an ice cream cone. I'm right behind him. Just getting into the ice cream. That's my avatar. Tom should be a frowny face. All right, so you know E from Slom is going to be on the show. We'll try to talk some NFL when he is done berating Tom. Uh, We will talk about Bill Self, another guy that I know well and like, and his lifetime contract. Not something Tom has. Uh, Carson Wentz is coming back. I get good for, eh, you know what, he's terrible, but we'll talk about it. Go back from whence they came, Carson, which is basically nowhere. We got a hoopier than thou, you know, which is pretty exciting. And it comes off a writer's block, which is a, a, a written segment named after, you know, my last name, Get It, over at CBSSports.com. Love that. Uh, buy or sell, as we always do. Kyler Murray's going to return. Do you ever, um, 
Do you ever sit back? I do. I'm going to do it for you if you don't. And just it strikes you the, the fatal flaw of this golden age of television is that there's so much out there and they're all trying so hard to capture your attention that sometimes a perfectly fine show, okay, you're not The Sopranos, you're not The Wire, you're not Rick and Morty, fine. Yeah, Rick and Morty. And then they just make it so convoluted and it doesn't make sense and they think they're doing clever twists, but it's just so confusing. You actually don't know who the good guys are from the bad guys or what's happening. That's what's going on with the Michigan scandal right now. This Michigan scandal that I think is jaywalking is like watching Loki on Disney+. Plus. A, you don't want to be doing it, but you have to because you've invested so much. And B, you're not even sure what's occurring. Let me give you a real strong take. Looks at notes. I don't know what this means. Michigan doesn't know what it means. Here's the latest. Michigan informed the Big Ten, who's investigating Michigan for the science dealing, even though Michigan, one of their defense strategies is you can't actually meet out punishment. It should be the NCAA. When you're turning to the NCAA for your best shot at justice, there's no such thing as justice in whatever you're doing. All right, so the big, the Michigan informed the Big Ten that staff members from, no, not Michigan, Ohio State, <laughs> Rutgers, <laughs> how are they a Big Ten? Rutgers and Purdue shared intel on the Wolverine signs of last year's conference title game. So Michigan is screaming, right? It's like those of you that watch Loki, the other three of you out that are out there are like, yeah, no, right, they're both, what's happening? Except that you're allowed to scout signs if you do it from television and a former Purdue assistant just very like much like candidly told the athletic yeah then that's what I do that's that's my job so then you have to presume that he or or someone I'm not saying him but somebody else only looked at television feeds video it's all very confusing that's what I'm gonna give you on Michigan I don't think it's a big deal I don't think it's that significant I am obviously probably not in the majority here and I'm not a Michigan fan I'm not even a Jim Harbaugh fan. I mean, I think he's interesting. I like talking about him. But it is such a bizarre and weird tale that continues to unwind itself from Ann Arbor and beyond. In the understatement of the year, the Athletic wrote, this practice has gray areas and could become even uglier. You don't, you don't say. And they're not. You don't say. It's going to be uglier? Is it as ugly as the rom-com Tom that's coming up in 20 minutes? That's the latest on Michigan. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Jazz. I thought I was doing great. Good morning to you, Bill. Happy hump day. But apparently it's not going to be a great day for me. You sound like you had a little bit of a cold. Uh, not, I mean, I'm getting over it. I got a really nasty cough if you want, you know, details on it. But I'm hanging in there. Everybody's sick all the time these days. What is, uh, what is the college football playoff committee's excuse? I'm just here. I'm going to give you another super analogy as we continue to talk a little college sports here. What do we got? Week week two of this stupid college football playoff rankings have come out. And the top six, only four teams make the playoff this year, as you remember, are really interesting because they're not interesting. That's sarcasm. Nothing has changed. Nothing is different. Everything is the exact same. And here is my analogy for all of you. And look, I'm going to make a comment about stupid bosses, okay? The way they exist, not where I work now. Man, I've had some dumb bosses over the year. I had a boss at the Des Moines Register who was one of the... I mean, I sometimes wonder if this person was put in charge of this newspaper because they wanted to try something different and gave a 
are you good at your job test? And was the only person to ever get a zero out of how many questions there were. So I'm talking about that person. I'm not talking about Tom, who's not my boss, so even though he acts like it. I'm not talking about anybody I work with. But we've all had, Tom, have you had, well, you've only worked here. You can't answer this because you, you shouldn't. We've all had terrible bosses, awful bosses, who, and for me it was mostly newspapers, but not, not exclusively, who, hell, at Walmart I had some bad bosses. You want me to put the Starburst with the cookies? Like, isn't that why it says Starburst three aisles over? This is a true story, by the way. Who are so bad at what they do, you actually don't know if they follow, let alone have expertise in the thing that you're working in, whatever field that you're in, right? You've all shaken your heads, have had this person you've had to work for, the raise, rise to your level of incompetence. Sometimes I wonder if that isn't the college football playoff committee. Because when I think about what they're going to do and what is clearly necessary and was clearly indicated by the very large sample size of the season that's already before us, we're not two weeks before the start of college football. We're not one week in, we're trying to get, we have played so many games. It should be pretty clear that Washington is an elite football team. They have probably the Heisman Trophy winner. They have really good wins, especially the Oregon win, which, by the way, Oregon rated pretty highly by the College Football Playoff Committee. I mean, it is a joke and a disgrace to the idea that you can actually play your way in through merit to right now. I know it changes next year to the final four, the four spots you need to win a college, a national championship at the college football level when you can't even get the best team in the best conference. If you want to roll your eyes and say it's the SEC because you're muscle memory, fine. Second best conference, though I think I think the Pac-12, it'll be the Pac-2 soon, is the best conference in football. Either way, they're not the ACC. I mean, give me a break. They're, they're still on the outside looking in. It doesn't even make sense. And it reminds me of the rest of us, of the worker bees who are out there, who, in this case, not working but care about college football, actually watch it, consume it, are interested in it, read the material, are fascinated by all the different possible matchups. And I got to look at Ohio State one again, then Georgia, then Michigan. And and this is the one that just drives me crazy. Florida State, Washington, and Oregon are at five and six. And by the way, we all know that bosses and the idiots who are part of the college football committee. Is that too harsh if you're on the committee? I'm sorry. Maybe you're the smart one. And it's the people around you. And you're feeling the same way about your colleagues that some of us over the years have felt about our insurance boss salesman. I don't know why I always use insurance as a comparison. If you sell insurance, I'm sorry to be insulted. I just never want to sell insurance. It was, I don't know. It was like a nightmare scenario. We all know that bosses and the committee operate in the margins, have to say things that they know aren't true, can't tell the whole story. And the way that this should be playing out here is that either Ohio State or Michigan are just on the outside looking in and you bump down the other school if this is the game you want to play. So maybe it's a scenario where it's Georgia one, it's Ohio State, I think that's too high, two, it's Washington, three, it's Florida State, four, and then it's Michigan, five, knowing that if everybody wins out, that the Michigan-Ohio State game, you prime it in the actual rankings that the winner can just flip at the end of the year. Now you're setting up a situation where if Michigan beats Ohio State barely at the end of the season, you could have a situation where Michigan goes to two or one, and these idiots put Ohio State at four. Well, I mean, they've been in the rankings all year, and, and Washington on the outside looking in. It doesn't make any sense. And I know you have to play two halves of a football game. That's why they're halves. And, and I know that you can't take a single 
poor game as long as you win it and say, you're, oh, you're done, let alone a half. But Ohio State was down to Rutgers last week. I mean, Rutgers, who, to quote Major League, the great film, often engender the response, you've still got a football team? And then they say, yeah, uniforms and everything. And they get a little golf clap from some lady who doesn't even know what they're talking about. Or maybe just like a middle-aged dude who follows sports. Like, really, Rutgers has a, huh. Thought all you guys did was lacrosse. Good for you guys. I mean, that is not a good performance. Ohio State's best wins this year are against Notre Dame, which is looking less and less excellent. It's fine. It's a good one. It's fine. And, and Penn State. Notre Dame fell to 20 this week after losing to Clemson, and Penn State is ranked 10 this week. Penn State's a good game. It's a good win. Oregon is ranked 6 in the very rankings that the committee put out there. Washington should be higher. It, it, is, it is an outstanding win. Ohio State hasn't played Michigan. I mean, these the, the best win that has happened in the top six is Washington's win by the logic of the idiots in the committee. And the thing that really makes me mad about this, that, drives, that just drives me crazy, that reinforces, boy, it's a bad day for Tom, how wrong Pretty Daddy's take is on no college football expansion is the fact that if Washington were called USC, they'd be one in the country right now, or maybe two. That the standards applied to Washington, and it's not just Washington, any but, I guess, eight or nine schools in America. If you're Ohio State, if you're Michigan, if you're Georgia, if you're Alabama, if you're Florida State with your history, I think if Florida were to get back to that place, if you're Texas, if you're USC, who am I forgetting, if you're Clemson, those schools are going to be afforded, obviously, in this system, ample, ample, ample opportunity to have a chance to compete at the highest level when it matters most in a way that other programs aren't. It's not just Washington. It could be Mizzou. It could be some secondary Big 12 school. It could be some school, some other school in the Pac-12 to be Pac-2 that's not USC. Maybe Oregon gets the benefit of the doubt. If they beat Washington, if they're under, if they have a different resume because they have all that Nike money, and there's a certain sheen and glow, it's not history so much. Although they obviously have a track record of success, it's just infuriating. It's insulting to the intelligence of those of us that actually follow the sport. I'm not going to walk you through the 12 team showdown that we'd be on track for if we had expanded playoffs. It's out there. It's really interesting, but it's not even a question anymore. Look, I like to give Tom a hard time, but he's a great producer and he loves sports. And he dresses in really festive sweaters, especially today. He's my guy. And he had a point, even though I disagree with it, in principle. Right? It's like some political systems. They look good on paper, but dear God, when they get implemented. In principle, a four-team college football playoff ha- would have its benefits. The reason that I always like the idea of expansion is not because on paper there aren't issues with 12. On paper, there aren't merits to the idea of the four teams earned it. It's in the real world with human beings, especially the people in Indianapolis, executing these decisions that I think are idiotic, not actually allowing the right processes to be put in place where the four teams who should play have actually earned it. And that is proof positive today. The committee obviously thinks Washington's going to lose at some point, and they're not going to have to worry about it. I mean, that is what, and maybe they will, but it won't prove their point. It'll prove mine. It'll prove that they are making decisions not based on the present, but based on what they think the future will be, and in some cases what they think the past should have been, or what the past did do 2, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. 
This is not a popularity contest, and it's not a history contest. It's not the way this works. Put Washington in. If they lose, bump them out. Okay, fine, cool. But give me a break that the Big Ten, and I am from Big Ten country, has two schools where a Pac-12 that has been ferociously entertaining and competitive and interesting this year has no schools in the top four. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's insulting. And it reminds me of a bunch of my bosses, especially the one in Des Moines, who espouses from that ivory tower while everybody shakes their head the wrong way thinking this person doesn't get it. If you want to call 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. And the other thing is, I'm just going to rant some more. It's not like there's a really difficult decision right now coming out of, I don't know, the Big 12. It's not like Texas, who's in the SEC next year, is also undefeated, and you're like, oh my gosh, how do we sort this out? There are two schools from the Big Ten. Put one of them fifth. Ohio State and Michigan, does the committee know this? Play each other the last game of the year, the regular season, every single year. They're gonna. It's on the schedule. It's, hey, committee members, it's Bill Ryder. All you got to do is go to this thing called Google, okay? And you don't even have to type Google.com anymore. I know you don't know this, but if you just go to your search bar and type Ohio State schedule, it will come up, and you can push the little expand button if you need to, and there will be Michigan at the end. Or if you're not sure I'm doing it right, put in Michigan schedule and do the same thing. It's pretty amazing. This is unnecessary. It is unnecessary if you're being fair-minded and competent to put both Ohio State and Michigan in the top four, given what Washington's accomplished. All right, if you want to call in, if you got a take, you got a perspective, if you want to talk to Tommy, 855-2124-CBS. It is a free phone number. When you dial that number, it will cost you just as much as you would be willing to pay for advice from any member of the, of the college football playoff committee. Nothing. 855-2124-CBS. Give us a call we got a rom-com Tom. We're going to celebrate Bill Self's lifetime contract. It's all happening, and it keeps going next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. College football has always been the wild, wild west. It has been. And when you get cornered in the saloon, you know, when, when the SEC rolls in and steals OU in Texas from you and then rides off into the sunset with, with, with your, your, I'm going to try to stretch this analogy till it breaks, with your two loves or whatever, with your gold, gold's better. You got to get it somewhere. Do what you, you love that D-cell? Do not make a rejoin on this. I don't want to hear this every day for three years. I mean, 
What kind of a baller cowboy has two true loves in the saloon to steal? And they're hanging out together? It's not as if there's two <laughs> saloons. He's got them separated. Good for that guy. That is the Wild West. My goodness. 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. A little giggle from uh, Pretty Daddy. He won't be laughing long. Ibram Salam, 40 minutes away. Let's go to Maryland. Adrian is listening on the Odyssey app. That is a free app. Adrian, what's up, bud? You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill. Thank, thanks for taking my problem. Appreciate it. Hey, we're, yeah, we're going to have chaos. I guarantee you that. Because you're going to get Oregon and Washington running the table and playing the Pac-12 championship. If Oregon wins that game, suppose they win in a, a three-point uh, field goal game like, like Washington did. They both have one loss. Then you're going to get Georgia in the SEC championship, possibly losing to Alabama. And then I got... I got Penn State beating Michigan just because of the, the the what's going on this week. Penn State beating Michigan, then Michigan turning around beating Ohio State. How do you how do you throw Florida State into that mix at all? Man, I love those possible outcomes. So, so I'm down on Florida State, and it's not even down on Florida State. I didn't create the system where there's four teams. The committee did, right? That is the structure this year, last year. So to answer your question, okay. A Big Ten school, for me, and in reality, too, is getting in. So I don't think Penn State's going to beat Michigan. I think they're clearly second class, second tier in the Big Ten. Crazy things happen. Not that often in college football. I think it's going to be the winner of Michigan-Ohio State is in, and the loser is out. For me, that's the way it's going to be. You don't like it? Deal with it. And by the way, this whole let's get them both in, we're expanding the playoffs. You're going to have to win multiple playoff games to advance. It is, in effect, if Penn State doesn't beat Michigan, it is a it is a playoff game. The Big Ten Championship game and all the games you mentioned are playoff games. They're pre-playoff games. So for me, it's Michigan or Ohio State. That's in. That's in. That's one. People aren't going to love this one, but I, I don't care. If Alabama wins out and they play Georgia in the SEC Championship game and, they, and Alabama beats Georgia by one point, controversially, or by 100, Alabama's in. And Georgia's out. Like you want to tell me that the, the regular season matters? You blah. That, that's where I, that's where I, that's where I'm at. And if Georgia is so good that they should do it anyway, they're so excellent. Then beat Alabama because you're going to have to beat some version of that next year. I think Alabama can get in. That's what this is what Al, this is what Nick Saban teams do. Okay, so that's two teams. Then the winner, yes, of the Pac-12 for me of that game is in, and whether it's, and it's interesting because Washington, the, the, the fascinating thing is, I'm not about putting two teams from the same conference in ever to the college football playoff, with very, very, very rare exception. But if Oregon beats Washington in that game, and Washington's already beaten Oregon, the only argument, the only argument for two schools from the same conference is the Pac-12, not just because you'd have the team losing in the conference championship game to the team they already beat, making a case, well, we've, we've split, okay, but also because the Pac-12, for me, is the best conference in college football. And if you want to make a case that it's, I guess, the SEC, but I'm not making it for any other conferences, including the Big Ten. I'm just not. And then Florida State, I think, has the opportunity. And Florida State, I think, is has been heavily assisted by Oklahoma's sort of crumbling and Texas not being able to hold on to the prize. Because then you'd have a real problem. But the answer to your question is, it's Georgia-Alabama for me. It's Michigan-Ohio State for me. It's probably Washington or Oregon for me with a Florida State taking up that final spot. But if there's any scenario 
or an incredibly excruciatingly close game or a last-second field goal or some, some you know, officiating funny business or something goes down in one of these conference championship games to change the equation where I might, I might put a loser in along with the team that just beat them. For me, it's only, and it's not the Pac-12 champ, it's only Washington, Oregon, if Oregon wins that game since they are 5-6 right now, and they should be probably 4-6 or 3-6. And obviously, Washington already has a win over Oregon. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Let's go from one side of this beautiful country to another. This is a city I've got to get to. I have pri- I've been everywhere. I've never been to Boise. It's supposed to be awesome. My brother goes there a lot for work. So the closest we can get right now is just talking to Eric. Eric, thank you for listening, my man. Appreciate you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey Bill, if you ever come to Boise, I'll be your tour guide. I'll let, I'll show you around. It'll be cool. Done, dude. Um, I, I, it's on the list. You got it. Um, and this is the best time to come too. The fall it's beautiful. Um, so just real quick point. So the rankings that we have right now, in my opinion, this is the this is the thing that's driving conference expansion. This is why Oregon and Washington wanted to get out of the Pac-12. They have the none of the sports writers stay up late and watch these games, nobody knows they're irrelevant on the West Coast, in their opinion. So they have to move to these other conferences so they can be more relevant. And that's the thing that's driving it all. I mean, money's obviously at the root of it, but just being more relevant in the playoff conversation, that's what all these teams have to do. That is a hell of a good point that I've never thought of. Eric, thanks for the call, man. First beer on me when I get to Boise. Or something fancier if you're like Tommy over here who physically shrinks in the face of a fancy cocktail maker, mixologist. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a great point. And I'm not even mad at sports writers for this because I am annoyed by it. This this, And by the way, I'd be annoyed if it was, I don't know, the middle part of the country, right where I'm from. It's the West Coast. It's not like L.A. is some small, some small little village hamlet. And unlike New York City, which is the only co- city that's bigger than Los Angeles in this country, Unlike New York City, Los Angeles has two powerhouse programs. USC is a powerhouse program, and UCLA is a competitive program that aspires to be a powerhouse program. And I'm not mad because when I lived in New York City for two years doing this radio show, but in the evenings here at CBS Sports Radio from 2017 to 2019, and I loved it, I did not stay up and watch a lot of West Coast games. I just didn't. I, maybe the, I would. Maybe I would push through to the Warriors. And that is the way that it is, but but Eric's right. It doesn't change how good those teams are. And the other thing that annoys me is that when I'm making these these sort of like, well, I, I went to sleep, there's only one college football day a week, basically. So if it's your job to know, either know, because you can't watch every game if you cover a sport. Either know because you watch and stay up, or know because I do this with NBA games, you can watch in the next day. Next day. There's this crazy thing called TiVo. But you make a great point, Eric. And I don't like college. It's not even expansion, right? It's 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 destruction and expansion. But if you're if you're Oregon or you're any of these programs, and I think to your point, it applies to Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, the Big Twelve is always going to be on the outside looking in if things don't shape up perfectly. And you feel like you don't get the love and respect you deserve. That you are hindered in your ability to win championships, and you're paying coaches just. Tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, but your the system works against you. Well, I get why you go somewhere else. All right, let's do another phone call. We got a bunch coming in. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Maybe we'll get a counterpoint here. Going 
we're, we're ping-ponging back and forth. Going back to the East Coast, going to Charlotte, where I have been, and I almost lived. It is beautiful. Charles, you're on the air. Appreciate you listening. You are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill. Um, question. Why? Who is Oregon beat this year so far? Is that that's the question? You want to know who Oregon's beat? Yeah, I, what I'm really getting at is I don't think Washington and Oregon are that great. I think the Pac-12's quarterbacks will look so great because they've got no defense. I'm obviously an SEC homer, but who is Oregon beat that's so good that makes them good that makes Washington's win against them so good? Here's my thing, and like I get, I kind of get the argument of it's hard to assess conferences' strength when they may, when they play each other, but that's always true. There are 100% years where we have celebrated the SEC and it has underperformed come playoff time. There were 100% times, and this has gone away, where Clemson got the benefit of the doubt so it became really clear that they have trailed off. To answer your question, I, it's not a win. I think Washington is really, really good. I test watching them play. USC is in free fall, but it's not like they're not talented. Now, that is a Lincoln-Riley issue, but that is a talented football team, and they have the best quarterback probably in America. We're probably going to look back when that dude gets to the NFL and say, wow, Lincoln-Riley, you were absolutely awful. And remember, some of these schools played Colorado when that was a real thing, when they were riding that wave of self-confidence. I'm just, I'm not going to write off an entire conference because fans, no, no disrespect, I love the call, from another conference, don't think they're very good. Every conference thinks their conference is the best. And remember, Oregon didn't just beat Colorado when Colorado was 20th, whatever, they were a top 25 team. They beat the Sox off them. Do you have the schedule, Tom? Didn't they beat them like 50 to 14 or some, something like that? 42 to 6. I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good outcome. They, they lost to Washington by a field goal. They beat up on some other schools when they had the opportunity. Let's not forget, Utah's no slouch here. They beat Utah. Yeah, that's the one I was forgetting. Utah's a good team. And Utah's they beat what, Utah in Utah. Yeah. Oregon's good. I mean, you just – and this, is, this goes back to the same thing. Trying to parse the excellence of teams based on the subjective judgments of how, what some conferences when they all play each other – is really hard to do. Do you know what's going to level this out? College football playoff expansion with 12 teams. Where you don't have to have this argument. Or if you have it, you have it at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, in the next few years, and thank you for the call on Charlotte, in the next few years, you're going to have teams that get in. This is a bad example. Let's say Iowa had an offensive coordinator who knew his head from his you-know-what. A, a program like that. A third-best team in the SEC. A, a, a program like Utah, where good resume, good team, some losses you shouldn't have, a USC if they hadn't stumbled as much, a Texas, some school that right now in this format and system looks flawed, but interesting, but very flawed, are going to get in because there's 12 teams, and they're going to rampage. They're either going to make a deep run or win the whole thing, or more likely, they're going to take out a Georgia. They're going to take out an Ohio State. They're going to take out, to your point, a Washington or Oregon, whoever wins that game between those schools, presumably in the Pac-12 championship game. Because I don't think the margins are as wide as we think they are when you go from conference to conference. We can, 
we can guess the margins or even know the margins between a Michigan and, a, and Ohio State and, and, say, a Penn State because they're all playing basically the same schools, and you can, make some, you can triangulate and make some assessments. We can make some educated guesses that I think are pretty smart and, and mostly on point about a Georgia or even an Alabama versus some other schools in the SEC. Or, or the gulf between Texas and maybe not even Oklahoma now, and some other programs. But trying to understand the differences between Texas and, and Utah, between Penn State and, I'm going to throw Florida State in there, even though they're obviously undefeated, between some of these programs on the periphery of this system and we'll be on the inside looking in of the next system, you can't do it. It is hard to make conference comparisons. They are educated guesses. I don't know. But I can say the same thing about almost every other school. Who has Alabama beaten? It doesn't matter if they beat Georgia. Who has Oregon beaten? It doesn't matter if they beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. That's the system. That's the process. But I get, I get your point. Appreciate the call at 855-2124-CBS. Do not fret. If you're, if you're like, wait, wait, wait. I want to know what Pretty Daddy wrote two years ago that he drudged up on what was supposed to be a slow news day that Bill's so excited about in rom-com Tom. We're going to do it. And so this is Tom. I'll set it up here when we come back. But normally he writes these sappy, there was heartbreak, and that's why. Bill Belichick's great. But there are characters in this one. He wrote a, 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 he wrote a movie script. I'm going to have to do two voices, a man and a woman's voice, debating the merits of true love and pain. Rom-com Tom coming up here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to Writer Than You. Keep your name out of my mouth. I'm Bill Ryder. This is my natural voice. I have such a deep, manly voice, and I always have. It's okay. Voice of a 14-year-old. I'll accept it. On CBS Sports Radio. That's a funny rejoin. Welcome back. I once went into a boss at Fox Sports. He had a big office, big scary office, like one of those desks that's clearly designed. He's obviously on a platform. And he had to decide whether to keep me, right? Whether, like, this is how it works in the business, you know? Do you have a job every two years or whatever? You know what he said to me, Tom? He's like, I wish your voice were deeper. I wish you'd gargle some, <laughs> some scotch. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Okay, well, sorry. All I got to do is change my voice? No problem. Hey, Rick, sounds great. You don't get that reference. Rick and Morty. I was thinking about, um, about our last caller out of Charlotte who has... Oregon beaten. Now, they have not beaten USC. Obviously, Washington has. USC's in, in a free fall. Now, they, they being Oregon, have USC. I think it's in two weeks. They play Cal, who's a disaster, and then they play then they play uh, USC. 
do you think USC is still considered a? It's not a great win, but I don't think it's. I don't. Th- it's still. A, it's still a win that is of some significance given their talent level. Let's say Auburn has a down year, which which obviously happens, or Texas is having like a. a by down year, I don't mean you win three games. I mean you're disappointing. You're still. This is why the SEC gets so much credit. You're still beating really talented teams with talented rosters. I think USC applies. I don't think it's a win where you beat them and, and you say, oh, my God, that team's in the college football playoff. They beat USC. But it's not as if they're playing Rutgers, right? It's not USC ain't Rutgers, even in a down year. Do you concur or do you think I'm being a little too generous? I concur from the standpoint that Oregon's offense is going to have to be on point. No pun intended there. But I don't think if everybody holds serve above Oregon this week, I don't think beating USC would necessarily jump Oregon up from the number six spot. Cal is Rutgers. Now that I say this out loud, I think actually, I think Oregon did beat Rutgers. Because I think, or Rutgers, I think they beat Cal like 113 to six or something. I think it is USC next, I believe. Okay, let me set this up. Are you, here's, dear listener, all five of you, here is the deal. Tom has been producing me for about, not quite two and a half years, right? Two years, four or five months, uh, the most magical 30 months of his uh, life and career. Pretty amazing. And not just because his kid was born then, right at the start. Our relationship was born when his kid was born. What a magical coincidence. And um, a producer will send an email, usually. I mean, they're supposed to. Tom does. <laughs> Doesn't mean everybody does. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and that email will have just whatever. It depends on the person. Thoughts, ideas. Sometimes there are stats. And Tom was really eager to please when he first got the job. And would send send these, uh, I don't know, these novels, these, 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 these uh, papers, white sheets, is that what they call them, like in Britain, on various things. And he would go deep on the sappy love vibe. Is that a fair, the, anal- the love analogies? I actually don't think that's fair. I think you're actually being too kind to me. How would you like to describe what you used to send my way? I used to put some words together on a piece of paper, (laughs) but necessarily they didn't really make any sense. Most of the things we do on the show, we're collaborative, but ultimately I say I want to do this or I don't. I, this is, are you sure you want to do this? Because this is like you just every now and then send these to me. I'm not asking. It's funny. I like it. I'm not asking you to do this. It really is something that they get worse and worse Every time we do. So you go back through your Gmail. We use Gmail. And you, you go through old two-year-old pitch emails from that you send at four in the morning or whatever. And you pull these out from two years ago. Yes, with uh, at least one eye covered because it's so cringy to read, read back through these. All right. So this one is going to have characters. So I will do the voices uh, as best I can. That is the context, dear listener, all five of you, for the latest edition of Rom Com Tom. I gotta get back in my seat. Could you just move your leg, please? I gotta go. Uh oh, somebody found a souvenir. You feel that steam heat killing? That's from my undercarriage. Okay. I'll have what she's having. Just shut up. You had me at hello. It's time for another edition of Rom Com Tom. <clears throat> I'm just going to read this. I'm not going to try to make sense of it. Belichick headline. Scene. Belichick not wanting elaborate. Forgot a word. Belichick not wanting elaborate on how things ended between him and Brady. I guess in some ways, however, the last meeting went down between Brady and Belichick 
They have the right to keep it between the two of them, whether it was contentious or pleasant. But I've never understood people being eager to say something is a lie, and then being given the chance to say their piece, then decline to. Here come the characters. Wife. I heard a rumor you're sleeping with your secretary. Is it true? Husband. No, that's absolutely not true. Don't believe the garbage people are saying about me. Wife. Then why did my friend see you out with her at 10 p.m. on a Saturday? Husband. I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm going to bed. Doesn't exactly have you feeling great about this situation. No, it doesn't. And that's how I felt watching Belichick's press conference on Wednesday. I like how the wife, who feels she's been cheated on and has him dead to rights, goes with the PM. Like, really wants to... I saw you out with that... 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 at 10 p.m., though, exactly. In the PM. What? What? What what is this, man? I mean, look, if that's not imagery for you, I don't know what is, man. I heard a rumor you're sleeping with your secretary. Is it true? No, no, no. It's not a rumor. I, I... my friend saw you. Yeah. Also, why is the husband... Look, I do not uh, encourage infidelity. I personally don't practice infidelity. It's all—it's a moral clause. Also, if you've seen me, you know it's easy to implement. But I don't, you know, I think it's wrong. However, if one were to make that poor life decision, why don't you go to a different part of town? <laughs> and your secretary? What a cliche. I leaned into uh, to the stereotypes with this one. Who's the wife and who's the husband? So, 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 Bill Belichick is the wife. I'm going to say Bill Belichick is actually the husband in this scenario. Okay, so Bill Belichick's cheating. Who's the wife? Who's mad at him? Um, the media. Okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if he wants, this was from two years ago or two and a half years ago. If he doesn't want to tell us how it went down, but he wants to say it was not contentious, then you got to give us some details here. You really want to defend this this general? I mean, I got to try, right? Is there a close to this segment? I can't remember. Uh, yes, there absolutely is. Well. Tune in next time for another edition of Rom-Com Tom. My only complaint is that if you're going to go for it, Go for it. I need more than two lines of dialogue for each. I need a full character, you know? When we met in Santa Barbara, you said you would love me forever. That you, was then. This is now. You want, like, a full screenplay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wanted some scenes, you know? I knew something was wrong with you. My friend Jennifer told me because she said you'd kiss her under the apple tree, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> well, that was a long time. You know, I just need a full, you know what I'm saying? Sounds like a lot more work. I quit my job and put you through law school, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <sighs> You're a piece of work, and I love, love that about you. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Bill Self, the men's basketball coach at Kansas. Uh, if, if you listen enough, you know that I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Bill Self. That is one of the... Here's a little, you got the name drop button. It's kind of hard to find. Uh, it is not easy to find the name drop button, so I'm just going to do it for Tom. Name drop. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a beer with anyone who's cooler than Bill Self. And I've been out with, with, with Pretty Daddy over here. That's like, 
That is saying something. So I'm a little biased, but he just got what is an effect a lifetime contract. He's the highest paid coach in the game. It's a rolling five-year deal, and it is in effect Kansas's way of saying to Bill Self, we love you, don't go anywhere, we think you're amazing, we want you here for the rest of your career. And there's kind of a why now question out there. A couple answers. One, Kansas was expected to be in some trouble for an investigation that recently came to an end. You have to give it a little bit of space, but it wasn't dire. It wasn't, it wasn't ultimately what Mizzou and other KU fan haters were hoping for. And I think B, even though it's sort of set now, there is chaos in college sports. There is uncertainty about programs. And if things were to further disintegrate in the next few years, Kansas might not be in the strongest position on the face of the earth. Football drives these things, not basketball. And you just, if you're Kansas, want to make sure that Bill Self doesn't get nervy or edgy or frustrated or start to do his own rom-com toms in his head and get overwrought and decide to to go somewhere else or or, or try the NBA. That is great rom-com tom imaging, though. The rom-com. Shut up. You had me at hello. You didn't. Tom. All right, let's. Oh, man, from bad to worse for you. Ephraim Salam. We'd normally talk NFL. We'll do some of that. But I'm sure he's just going to go after Pretty Daddy for lying to him. Next year on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 